You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Are you ready for a move of God? Are you ready to see God do something impossible, something that can't be done to astound doctors and lawyers and bankers? Praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Thank you for joining with me today on this podcast. We're going to talk about prayer as we talk about quite often. And we're going to talk about praying always, praying always. So let's go right into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians six eighteen. If the devil can take anything from you, he's going to take your prayer life. If he could steal your prayer life, you know, what he's going to do with really the, you know, the, the, the good, strong Christian, the, the way that he's going to try to get your prayer life. You know, the weaker Christians, he can put, you know, jobs, you know, 12 hours a day, you know, just, you know, just the little stuff, the the more carnal things. But for those that are walking with God, living for God and have a prayer life, what he's going to do with you, probably he's going to put something more legitimate in your way, like ministry ministry that's right uh working for god doing for god bible studies street ministry working at the church doing whatever you do that you do well he wants to give you so much of that that you are cumbered about and that you are not upholding your communication your breakthrough. Your prayer life ought to be a time of breakthrough on a regular basis. You shouldn't, you know, church services should not be our time of breakthrough. We should live in breakthrough. There's going to be people there that need breakthrough, and we should be ready to get them broke through. We should be broke through when we get to church. Oh, I got to get a breakthrough. I haven't prayed in 18 days or maybe 18 years in some cases. Well, that shouldn't be the case. We should live in a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. You know what I mean by that. Yeah, but those there are those that don't have a prayer life and they're bound, they're addicted, they've got all kinds of stuff. And sure, many of these are living for God, but they do not live in a breakthrough. They don't have a prayer life. The devil wants to steal your prayer life. And so if he could put something in your way, something legitimate, uh, a preacher, an evangelist said to me one time when I, when I was pastoring, he said to me, he was preaching for me and he, well, he said, you know, I said something about, you know, let's, we were praying, you know, before we went out and evangelizing, then we finished as well. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, if we go out and we're doing, you know, evangelism and reaching out, he said, I, I believe that's, you know, that's the work of God. It's equal to more or less. I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but see, he you know, old flesh don't want to pray. 
you know, they don't want to pray. You know, it likes to run. It likes to talk to people. It likes to do a lot of things, but the flesh don't want to pray. This old man with eyeballs and ears at work don't want to talk to and try to listen to a God that is invisible, that we cannot hear with a natural ear and see with a natural eye. We don't want to do that. You know, our carnal minds don't want to do that. So let's read Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What did he say? Paul said to the Ephesian church, praying always. Praying how, how often? Always. Uh, or we could say, okay, we need to be praying all the different ways there are. Praying always or pray all the time, however you want to think it. Praying always. We need to pray all the time. We need to pray every way we can. Uh, we need to pray all every day. We need to be in prayer, some type of prayer every day. See, if the devil can take your prayer life, he's going to take the most valuable thing. Oh, you could preach without a prayer life. Sure you can. You might pray for the sick and they get healed without a prayer life, etc., etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Until a time comes and your gas is going to run out, your spiritual gas tank is going to be empty, it's coming, and the way you're going to get it filled is in a prayer room, down on your knees or maybe down on your face, seeking God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, crying mildly unto the only one that can give strength, the only one that can give help. The only one that can bless and strengthen and heal and deliver. I can't do those things. Only God can do those things. So if God's going to use me and God's going to use you, we're going to have to get our get our uh, tank filled up. That Holy Ghost reservoir has got to be filled. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Supplication is that very intense prayer. That very, very, very intense prayer where you feel the burden Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's the kind of praying we got to do. Just lay me down to sleep prayer and just half-hearted prayers. Prayers to make yourself feel good. Prayers to soothe your conscience. Praying a few minutes so that you can justify yourself. Oh, I prayed. So that, you know, you pray five or 10 minutes, or in some cases, people are praying 30 seconds or 10 seconds. Oh, I prayed. Oh, I prayed. Did you? Did you really pray? When was the last time you prayed so long you just, you, you, you just, you, you could, you couldn't even speak English. You prayed so long. You prayed so hard. You couldn't even speak English no more. You, you just prayed in tongues so loud and so hard and so long your throat hurt afterwards your your body hurt your body ached huh when was the last time you did that when was the last time you were drunk in the spirit because you prayed and you worshiped god unceasingly when was the last time you sought god that way Oh, my Lord, help us today to seek the face of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. That's right, in the spirit. We need to be in the spirit. 
this old carnal, it's so easy to walk in. The, you don't have to do anything to walk in the flesh. You don't have to do a single thing to walk in your old carnal mind. You don't have to do a single thing. But honey, if you want to walk in the spirit, you're going to have to do something to walk in the spirit. You're going to have to pray in the spirit. You're going to have to do spiritual things. When I mean spiritual things, I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about fasting. If you really want to walk in the spirit and you want to be used of God, you know, if you if you're a preacher and all you're satisfied with your sermonettes to preach to your Christianettes so they can go home and watch their TV sets and some of them smoking the cigarettes, if you're happy with that, just so that you can do that, you feel good afterwards. I'm not happy with that. I'm not satisfied with that. I want to see people's lives changed. I want to see bodies healed. Minds delivered, addictions broken, demons cast out. Come on, the laws of nature reversed and changed and altered by prayer and by the spoken word. The gifts of the spirit in operation. If you're going to have this kind of a ministry, you're going to have to be a man or a woman that takes your prayer life ultimately serious. Come on, you're going to have to quit praying your 20 and 30 minutes and thinking you're okay. Sometimes you're going to have to go an hour or two. There's going to be times you're going to pray half the night or all night long. That's right. If you're really going to get serious about ministry, you're just not, you're not going to, you, your mind's made up. You're not going to be a, a sermon editor. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just be one that preaches, uh, you know, sermons, but you want to hear the voice of God. You want to hear the Lord. What does God say do next? God says go over to this neighborhood, stand on the street corner, and wait for a certain person to come. When God speaks to you to do a certain thing at a certain time, come on, then we can hear from God and we can see God do the miraculous. Hallelujah. When we're men and women of prayer, God will speak to us. He will show us. There was an old preacher many, many years ago. God told him to go to a certain city and preach. He didn't have a car, okay, but he was going to go get on the train and ride the train to that city. He didn't even know anybody there. Didn't even know any. Didn't even know anybody in that city. But God spoke to him to go to that city and preach. Uh huh. He went to the train station. Didn't have money for a ticket. Had it. He had his trunk full of his things, his clothes or whatever he was going. Didn't know how long he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And the train came. Didn't have any money for the ticket. It was going to that destination. Had no money. All of a sudden, a man walked by him. This man kept on walking. Man came on walking. Next thing you know, a couple of minutes later, that man came back and said, God spoke to me to give you a certain amount of money. And here it is. He looked at that money. It was exactly enough to get on the train. The man walked away. The, the preacher stood up. This old evangelist stood up. He could, you know, he could feel the presence of God. He knew God had sent that man. He stood up and he thought, mm, I've got enough to get on the train, but I don't have enough to take my, my trunk, my luggage. That man came back a couple minutes later and said, uh-oh, God spoke to me again and said to give you this amount of money. The second time the man came back and the, that amount was enough to get his trunk on the train. He got his trunk on that train and God, he got to that city 
and God broke out a revival. When we could learn to hear from God, sometimes we don't know where we're going, when we're going. Was that Abraham was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, not knowing whither he went. Come on, sometimes we don't know what we're going or what where we're going, what we're doing, but we've got to be able to hear from God. And you're not going to hear from God. It's not a learned thing. You've got to be able to be sensitive to hear the voice of the Lord. And you're not going to hear him probably in a crowded room and noisy place, but you're going to hear the very still, small whisper of the Lord. Amen. You're going to hear him in prayer, most likely. Very possible. You're going to hear him in prayer. You could be in prayer anywhere, but you've got to have that secret place of prayer. That secret place, that secret place of prayer that nothing you, nothing will you see will distract you. Nothing you hear will distract you. It could be your room. It could be your garage. It could be somewhere, but you've got to have a secret place. You've got to have a closet, Jesus said. So again, Ephesians 6, 8, 18, 6, 18, always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's, let's look at Colossians 1 and 3. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, praying always for you. Listen, my brother, my sister, my minister friend, You've got to have a prayer life. Don't let things replace your prayer life. Don't let ministry, preaching, pastoring, evangelizing, that all these vital things, even that God called things that we must do, but to keep yourself strong, you've got to have a prayer life. To hear from God, you've got to have a prayer life. You, you can get a, a momentum going in yourself and a lot of hype, but I'm not interested in hype. Are you? No, no, no. I want to see those blind eyes open. I want to see cancers healed. Come on. I want to see the miracles of God. Are you going to accept, accept something less than the book of Acts for your ministry? I will not accept something less than the book of Acts for my ministry. I must have the book of Acts in my ministry. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the truth, for the truth, that mighty Praise God, that mighty truth. Well, friend, if you will hold on just for a moment, please, for a short break, we'll be right back with you. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodis. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, the chapter through the veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, 
this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Praying always, nothing's impossible with God. All things are possible to them that believe. And with God, nothing shall be impossible. If you can believe, if you can believe, pray and believe. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. That's what it says in James. And that's what we've got to do. So he said, praying always for you. In Colossians 1 and 3. And if you go to Colossians 4 and verse 3. With all praying also for us. That God would open unto us a door of utterance. To speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Was it Corey Ten Boom said, Prayer is either your steering wheel or your spare tire. And today, even in the apostolic church, there are so many that they're entertained by the music, they're entertained by this and that, and they have no prayer life at all. Their prayer life is almost completely void of existence. But my friend, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power, but much prayer, much power. If you want the power of God, you're going to have to be a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. You're going to have to cry mildly into him. You're going to have to break up your follow ground, break up your follow ground. I believe it says in Hosea, break up your follow ground for it's time to seek the Lord. You know, I've got a garden in my backyard. And, uh, you know, that ground has to be broken up before you can plant a seed. Uh -huh, the seed is the word of God. And if that ground is hard, if that ground is just follow and it's, you know, it just, it's just, you, you, it's not easily broken up. You're going to have to dig. You're going to have to dig into that ground. Praise God. And that's what prayer does. You're going to have to pray hard. You're going to have to pray hard sometimes. You're going to have to lift your voice sometimes. You're going to have to lift your voice loud sometimes. Not that you have to all the time. But there are times you are up against your own flesh. Your own carnality. And sometimes you've got to rebuke the devil. And sometimes you, you've got to rebuke those spirits that hound you and fight against you and war against you. And sometimes you're going to have to just point your finger in the air because the Bible says the devil is the prince in the power of the air. And you're going to have to point your finger in the air and say, devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus. And with a prayer life, you can do that with authority. You can walk in authority and walk in the power of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. First Thessalonians 3, verse 10. Night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. 
night and day praying exceedingly night and day praying exceedingly mm -hmm. jesus was praying in the garden before he was taken before he was arrested in those last days of his human life and he was praying in the garden and then the bible says that he began to pray more earnestly more earnestly so much so that his sweat he began to sweat there in the garden and the sweat began to ooze from the pores of his skin as great drops of blood even falling to the ground we're talking about some intense prayer we're talking about some uh exceedingly deep praying some praying that doesn't give up what kind of praying are you doing my friend are you just praying when you go to church are you a survivor i'm not criticizing i'm trying to stir somebody's heart somebody's listening to this podcast and i'm trying to stir your soul to seek the face of god to pray and to pray hard and seek him let your heart be broken in his presence and weep in his presence some people are so hard and calloused even there's preachers like that sometimes hard and calloused can't weep in his presence jesus was a man of tears he, he was a he was a broken man the prophets jeremiah was a man of tears the the, Lam, the book of lamentations uh-huh lamentations the only book named after an emotion he was the weeping prophet come on what kind of people are we we need to be people of tears sometimes not so hard and so calloused are you moved with the needs and the hurts and the pains of people when you hear about somebody going through a terrible thing a sickness a disease or a death or a tragedy does it does it touch your heart does it bring you to tears does it move you does it move you? Are you moved with compassion for those individuals? Or are you just, oh, uh, sorry to hear that? You know, that's just how we are sometimes. We're just so, we're sorry. We're, we're just sorry individuals sometimes. We're just, we, we don't have the heart of God. We So many times we don't have the, the mind of the Lord. We don't have the compassion of Christ. We need the compassion of Jesus. And you're not going to get it if you're not a praying person. You're going to have to decide, I'm going to start praying. I don't care if you start 10 minutes a day and boost it up to 20 and 30 and go from there. You know, and pour out your soul to the Lord. Listen, this world affects you. and This world, all kinds of stuff, you know. I live in Chicago land, and this here lately we've had this Canadian smoke from the wildfires. It's been a through parts of the United States and it's the last couple of days it's been here again it was in, here in our air a couple of weeks ago and it was really thick amazing you thought there was something burning right here local the, the, the smoke was so thick but see this this affects you it gets in your clothes and in your hair you know, and this is how the world is. You can go to the store and go shopping for a few hours and school or work. And by the time you get home, you got a lot of stuff hanging on you from the world because you've heard stuff, you saw stuff, you experienced things, you felt things that weren't godly. 
and you've got to pray to get this garbage off of you. This, this, you get days of that without seeking God. It, it will affect you. Like Paul said in First Thessalonians three ten, night and day praying exceedingly. Night and day, how often? Night and day praying exceedingly. Oh my, what a desire, what a passion in prayer. Oh, if we're not a praying people, we're not very close to God. This is the relationship of a man that doesn't pray is like a man that doesn't talk to his wife. A woman that, you know, woman that doesn't have a prayer life is a woman that doesn't communicate with her husband. Same type of person. Sure, sure. I'm just giving an analogy here. It's a relationship. And you know this is the most important relationship you have. You cannot let, if you if you if your, your prayer life has slipped away, you've got to get it back. And you can start right now. You can start now. You don't have to wait anymore. You can pray now. You can cry out now. You can begin to seek now. Seek God right now. Cry mildly unto the Lord. That's right. Night and day praying exceedingly. Oh my, that's how we've got to pray. We've got to seek the face of the Lord. You want to cast out devils and you want to drive away the de the depression. People live under such depression. Holy Ghost filled people. Some live under such depression. They carry this cloud. They live under a dark cloud of depression. And if they would pray and get a prayer life, they would get victory. They would they would be able to get victory. You this is the way you got to get victory. You can't always have it prayed off of you because then you go back and you don't get that relationship with God, and all that stuff comes back. It does. It comes back. Oh, I don't want it coming back. I'm going to build build a shield of prayer, a shield a a wall of prayer, a ceiling and walls of prayer. Praise God. There's something about prayer. It will protect you because God is in your prayers and God hears your prayers. And when a, when a, when we're not praying, we're not talking to God. We're not seeking God. Your little casual praying doesn't scare the devil. No, no. That little casual side time praying, you know, just little fill-in prayers to make yourself feel good. That don't scare the devil. He's just he's laughing. Yeah, he's got his hand over his mouth laughing right now. <laughs> sure he is. He's just cracking up. He says, my, my. You know, he, he's thinking, yeah, that fool. You go ahead and be that fool. I'm so glad you are. Actually, that's what the devil's saying. See, but he, he knows if he can keep you from praying by using just life and busyness and overtime and family and church duties and keep you from praying. That's right. If he can keep you from praying, he's going to keep you really from walking with God like you need to. Oh, he don't want the acts. You don't want the book of acts happening in our churches. He don't want you to be used of God. He don't want you used of God. Oh, no, he don't. That devil don't want you used of God. Look at Jude 1 and verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, building up yourselves. you got to build up yourself sometime. Whoa, how am I going to do that? You're going to do that through prayer. 
praying in the Holy Ghost. You're going to build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're, we're too weak, many of us are. We're, many of us are just too weak. And we live that way year after year after year. And we, we never overcome and we never have victory. We always need to be prayed through. And we always need somebody praying us through. And we always need somebody getting us the victory. There's got to come a day that you say enough is enough. I'm going to be the one praying for others. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to have a prayer life. I'm going to live victorious. And I want to encourage you today. It starts right now. It starts right now. Today's your day at the moment right now that you're listening to this podcast. I'm encouraging you to fight the good fight of faith. Fight for your prayer life. Make it every day. Give it more than this little conscience soothing prayer. You don't need a conscience soothing prayer. You need a devil moving prayer. You need a heaven shaking prayer, a prayer that shakes heaven, a prayer that commands the angels to peer into what you're doing and to look and listen to your praying. <laughs> That's right. That's the kind of praying you need to do where the desi- angels desire to look into this Holy Ghost praying, this talking in tongues, getting drunk in the spirit type of praying that you do right there in your home. You don't have to wait till everything's happening at church. Do it at home. And by the time you get to church, then you're going to be usable and you're going to be ready. You're going to hear from God and you're going to be on top of things and God's going to use you mightily. Oh, yes, he is my friend. Praying always, praying always, not sometimes, not once in a while, but praying always. That's what we need to do. Seek the Lord while he may be found. God wants to use you. That's right. I said, God wants to use you. That's my encouragement to you today is get yourself a good prayer life. Because God wants to use you. Well, praise the Lord. This is Brother Rodas with Everything Apostolic. Thank you for listening once again. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Hey, I want to tell you about my book entitled Satan, Demons, and You. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. I want to give you a few testimonies of others that have read this book. One is by Pastor Larry G. He says, great book. I have used these methods many times in Jesus' name. I appreciate this book very much. Another one by He Chose Me says, if you want to understand the enemy and how to fight a spiritual battle, this book will help you. This book with the scriptures to confirm what is written. Very easy to read. And another testimony by Shelley says, Every Christian needs this book. This man has great knowledge and understanding. I have read this book many times. Well, my friend, you can get this paperback or the Kindle edition on Amazon. Go there now and read more about it. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget 
to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarotis.com. There you will find Pastor Rotis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.